The Secrets of Middle-Earth is brought to you by the StarQuest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash give. You're listening to The Secrets of Middle-Earth, where we discuss the hidden themes and deeper layers found in the works of J.R.R. Tolkien, whether in his writings or in any of the media derived from them. Today, we're discussing gifts not anatar's gifts but gifts for the tolkien fan in your life or maybe for yourself if you are looking for uh, some suggestions to give to someone <laughs> i know that's kind of how it's come down for me on how much you guys <laughs> yeah most of these are from my personal christmas list this year. <laughs> right <laughs> two things that would work <laughs> So this is a little off the beaten path, uh, but we decided that we'd like to take some time to highlight the things in our life that remind us of Middle Earth in the hopes that uh, it might help you share some of the joy that you feel when you're thinking about it. Uh, joining me tonight on this for this episode are Caitlin Fashista. Hi, Caitlin. Hi, thanks for having me again. It's good to, good to have you here. And Thomas Salerno. Hi, Thomas. Hey, guys. How you doing? And Jeff Hecker. Hi, Jeff. Hey, Thomas. So um, tonight, this, this is kind of freeform off the cuff i'm not i don't really have much of of an intro to things i know that we're all book nerds so you know like the easy recommendations are get somebody a nice copy of the books because it will last for a long time so i'm just going to throw that one out first (laughs) so we can move somewhere else there is a really nice copy that came out recently and we'll make sure that we link it in the show notes it's pricey but it's it really is it's one that looks great sitting on a table and it's kind of in that um that gold leaf, uh, really soft paper. Like if you got a really nice Bible or if you got a really nice copy of Shakespeare's plays all bound up in one volume. So, uh, it is really cool. It does look really nice and you you really can't go wrong with getting somebody a nice, uh, I want to say coffee table book, but if somebody like just laid this out on the coffee table, it would probably be really intimidating. (laughs) All right, so I'm I'm going to start. Uh, I'll I'll throw my first set out there, and my first set is um is book related, and then I'm then we'll just kind of go around and we'll do one at a time and uh share and talk about why we picked the things that we picked, and then um kind of move on for there. So mine my first set is like an intro to uh lord of the rings maybe for for timid readers or for uh young readers who may may not be ready for lord of the rings itself because it's huge i mean if you handed a kid uh, a book this size sometimes they're just like nope <laughs> i'm not gonna not gonna do that um so and and then one for a person who's very interested in history and has maybe never read the lord of the rings but understands that it's kind of connected to other things that are going on so so in order, I have a graphic novelization of The Lord of the Rings that is a really fantastic way to get a reluctant reader interested in um, reading in general, but specifically into this world. And so this one I, I chose was this was The Hobbit. And so it's the graphic novel version of The Hobbit. And it's um, if you if you know Chuck Dixon, uh, he does a lot of uh, Batman oh. uh, comics, and he yeah. did this particular graphic novelization of uh, of The Hobbit, and it, it's really well done. Like it's really really good, and so you can sit and read it. It is the whole story, so it's not an illustrated version. It is a graphic novel so it's like a comic book version of the book and that's what makes it like for reluctant readers this is the way that we get my some one of my sons who's dyslexic and is not interested in sitting down and reading a whole book we'll hand him these sometimes and then he'll get so interested and he'll ask where's the next one and we'll go well guess what here's the next one and you hand him the novel and he's like oh man okay fine (laughs) i'll I'll read (laughs) it Um, so it's it's a great way to get a kid into reading especially if they're re- very reluctant about it my second one is for kids that are too young that are fine readers but that are kind of too young for lord of the rings because the book's too big and it's just kind of like the, the the wording of the book can be kind of intimidating the pacing of the book but you don't want to get them outside of that fantasy realm and you want to give them something that's still high fantasy and interesting and for that i chose the chronicles of Pryden, which is uh was written by lloyd alexander it's a series of five books, I believe, and it's a, a fantastic coming of age tale. 
in a fantasy setting of ancient Britain. So it's like a, an ancient British folk tales kind of brought into a fantasy story and told just absolutely beautifully. All of the characters I love those are, books. Yeah, they're so good, aren't they? I'm, I'm pretty sure I cried when I read the last one. I'll, I'll admit it. That <laughs> well, the last one is very emotion heavy. Yeah, it is. And it's and it's very unique. Like, that's the crazy thing about it. Like, even a lot of people are accused of kind of copying Tolkien when they write fantasy. And this definitely does not fall into that category at all. Like, it's really it's very much its own thing. Uh, it feels very folklorish as you're following these characters, but you also really get a feeling for the characters. I think my favorite is the bard who has uh, yes. a, a liar <laughs> that always rings true. Fluterflam, one of my favorites. Uh, yeah. He has he has a liar that always rings true, but a string breaks every time he tells a lie. And it's like it's <laughs> it's such a great character and such such a great way to present a character. But it does a lot of the same things that the Lord of the Rings does, where it's uh, it brings us in as an audience through a, a kind of backwards character and then takes us through this epic fantasy tale uh, as he grows to know more about the world and more about who he is in the world and comes to really make decisions about that. And then my last one is for that reader that's like really into history, but maybe not so much into Lord of the Rings. And I just picked this, picked a copy of this up. It is an absolutely gorgeous leather bound book. It's called an encyclopedia of Tolkien. And it's got those nice uh, gold leafed pages. Uh, it's by David Day. I believe that's his name. Yeah, David Day. And um, he has gone through and traced sort of the history of all of the different things that the Lord of the Rings alludes to. So all of the different legends that get pulled in, uh, possible connections, uh, lo lots of Greek myth, lots of uh, Norse mythology, uh, lots of really interesting dives into, you know, what a character means and why they're placed sort of the way they are. He doesn't go really deep into the language of it, which is which is kind of disappointing because that's like Tolkien's main in. But it's it's interesting to see a different take on all of the possible influences that built what Lord of the Rings is. And my kids who are phenomenal Greek mythology nerds love this book because they're going through and they're like, oh, I didn't even think that character was modeled after, you know, Cersei. And then they, you know, really dive deep into why that character was modeled that way and uh, the analysis of it. So it's a really cool kind of history nerd uh, pull across. I'm gonna, so I'm going to show it, show it to the <laughs> to the guys here. We have our cameras yeah, on so they can pretty. see it. Cool. It's very pretty. Nice. Uh, Just trust us. Yeah, it's very pretty. <laughs> <laughs> you, can, you can see it. We're going to put a link for yeah. it. And you'll be able to see what it looks like. But so it's really cool. And it's um, illustrated all throughout. So lots of really neat illustrations inside of it, too. So it's uh, low barrier to, to read also so it's, it's kind of like a, a set of articles just like an encyclopedia more than it is like one that you would read cover to cover so just get it and you can leave it there and go back to it anytime you want to all right so that's my book recommendations i'm not making any more book recommendations uh this evening the rest of my stuff is out about my major nerdery which is gaming <laughs> so <laughs> we're gonna go there after this but i'm gonna give you guys the floor uh let's start uh caitlin why, why don't you go first uh what, what's your first pick Sure. My very first pick is also a book. So I have um, on my list that the brand new illustrated edition of the Silmarillion. I don't know if you guys have seen it yet, but uh, it came out um, in the beginning of November and it is so pretty. It has um, it, it it has these really cool like lime green side page sides. I forget what they're called, you know, the edges of the paging and um, so cool. It comes with these maps one of them is kind of a sketched out map that Tolkien drew himself and I think there are over 50 illustrations um, in the book all of them are done by Tolkien which makes it really unique so a lot of other um, editions of the Silmarillion have other artists but these are all Tolkien and they're super cool so that's my that's my first thing on my list I think uh, highly recommended very cool that is very cool yeah, I'm looking at it now. I love the pages. This the sides of the pages so pretty. are really nice. It's really sturdy too. Like sometimes you get a, a nice edition of a book and it's very fragile. But I've gotten mm. mine, and I I really feel like it's the kind of book you could carry around in your bag all day, um, and it wouldn't get torn up. The pages are thick, um, and I just I don't know. I was very impressed. Very cool. 
Yeah. It's a good one. Jeff, how about you? Yeah. So um, for my first one, I'll, uh, so I went a little bit different. I went kind of some food and beverage themed. Um, so as y'all may not know, I'm, I'm into craft beer. So there was a, uh, an IPA by, and I'm not, I'm not an IPA drinker, so I, I have not reviewed this product, but um, there is an IPA called fellowship IPA by um, I think it's brew dog. Um, and I don't know if it's still available. I saw it in the last couple of months. Um, but again, I'm not an IPA guy, so I haven't really checked it out, but it's, it is a, I'm assuming a license because it has a picture of the one ring on it. Um, it's called fellowship IPA. Um, but more generally, um, I'm saying, I'm just going to say kind of fantasy themed craft beer. Um, just be like something I like to enjoy my shows, like, like secret, like, uh, you know, rings of power with, you know, a good craft beer, um, to sip along as I watch. And, uh, one of my favorites, I'll just, it, it's not affiliated with Tolkien at all, but it's called dragon's milk. So it's, uh, it's by new Holland brewing and Michigan. And they do their, their thing is barrel aged or, or it's a barrel aged stout. So that's kind of my, more of my wheelhouse is, is stouts and dark beers. Um, and they have kind of their, their standard dragon's milk stout, uh, just and then they also have they do like a couple of year where they do different variants like i think this year they did a they did a s'mores themed one so they kind of add the kind of flavors of a s'more into the barrel aged uh beer and i have not found that one but um but yeah just generally i'm going to recommend or just say craft beer um i in the past and i i think they made it when the hobbit was coming out but there was a uh, there were some hobbit licensed beers um and um I think I have a bottle. I think I saved the bottle of it, but this was, this would have been like 10, like almost 10 years ago when, when that movie was, when those movies were in the theater. That's so, awesome. Um, but yeah, I just, I'm just going to recommend craft beer. Um, and you know, I like to try to theme it if I can. So like a, you know, a dragon's milk was, uh, was a good one. Um, and then I'm just, if you search on the internet for, you know, Tolkien tankards or Tolkien mugs or anything like that, that you're going to find a ton of, um, you know, on Etsy and various sites. So just kind of, you want something to go with it. Um, there's, there's all kinds of things out there to, to put your drinks in, um, alcohol or otherwise, but yeah, that's my pick for number one is some, some good craft beer to go along with your shows or your, or your reading or whatever you're doing. So make sure you get an overly large stein and then you can look at your friend and say, it comes in pints. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. All right. Thomas, how about you? Okay, so for my first pick, um, I've got something very Christmas themed, and I know I'm I, I'm sort of cheating because I'm sharing this one with Jeff, but that is the uh, letters from Father Christmas, uh, specifically the Centenary Edition, which is this great new edition of all of the letters that Tolkien wrote to his kids. He wrote them in the person of Father Christmas or Santa Claus, and it's this great new edition. It's got all the it, it's got the text of the of each letter printed, but then like a, also a facsimile of each letter. So you can see Tolkien's little squiggly Father Christmas handwriting, and it includes all the great illustrations. He went he went really over the top, giving his kids like letters from Father Christmas. It wasn't just a letter. It was like a whole package. The envelope was like, you know, decorated with all this little marginalia. There were, you know, these pull out like paintings that went with them. It it was just insane. I gave this a few years ago to my cousin and her kids for Christmas. And, and from what I've heard, they loved it. So I can definitely recommend uh, the letters from father Christmas centenary edition as a a great Tolkien themed Christmas gift. And, And there's some crazy stuff in it. There, some of the things that father Christmas writes to the Tolkien children about includes epic battles at the North Pole with armies of goblins. <laughs> Santa Claus awesome, versus yeah. armies of goblins. With his polar bear or with his... Being uh, helped with... by the elves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, the elves. He's got an elves and a polar bear that... Uh, <laughs> that, that help him, yeah. Yeah. I love how the stories just get crazier and crazier every year too. Like he's, yes. it's almost like he's building a whole nother mythology and that it just keeps building on itself. So the first couple letters um, that he first started writing are, are shorter and they're, they're not quite as intricate, but then you can see it's just spiraling. It's, 
it's snowballing <laughs> out of control. <laughs> that is so. And cool. I think like I think I remember like during the war years, like Santa Claus has like talks about like oh you know I had to avoid you know German anti aircraft fire and stuff, and I'm like what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's crazy. This is, puts my my efforts to shame. I do something similar, but it is nowhere near like this level. <laughs> I don't know how he had the time to do this. And like, it seems like not only was he a great uh, professor and a great author, but he seems like he's also was a pretty devoted father. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know, I don't know yeah. how he had the time. He wrote, he had a, he wrote a goblin, I think a goblin language as written down yeah. by the polar bear. So, so not, <laughs> not only another another alphabet, but it, one written down in a polar bears, uh, through a polar bear's eyes. So. It was, yeah, I re- really actually cool. reread this. This the I, it was the book from the library, so it was I think it was the seventy six version. So it was older, but it was it was it was a fun read, and I, that'd be definitely something I share with my kids when they get a little bit older and can kind of get in. Uh, they love Christmas, but they're probably a little too young to kind of get into some of that. But yeah, the, it was a fun read, so I, I would recommend that as well. Thank and Thomas, thank you for suggesting that because that got me interested in oh, actually sure. going to check it out. So. Yeah, anyone who's a Tolkien fan or who just loves Christmas, I, like I, I want this to own, like some of the stories in this to be like an animated Christmas film. Like, can you imagine? <laughs> no. Like, it, it could be like the next great Christmas special, but like brought to you by Tolkien. That would be amazing. <laughs> Put it out there for Amazon. <laughs> there's also um, there's an audiobook version of the letters. I don't know if you've listened to it before. No. But it's oh, wow. it's short, so it's like maybe only an hour long. But I've listened to it in the car with my kids, and it plays this really delightful Christmassy music in between each letter too. So oh, it's cool. it's really fun to listen to if you if you if you don't want to read it. I mean, you can do both, but huh. it's it's really fun. Well, I'm yeah, listening to that this Christmas then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was even looking up the 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 elf that he helps him out. That's kind of like. Papa Elf later on Elbereth. I was like, I was, I was trying to Google, is this, does this translate into anything in, in Quenya, the, the elven language or anything? In, and I couldn't find anything. So I, I don't think it, I don't think it was. Cause that would have been, I guess that would have been around the time of the Hobbit, I guess, uh, when the Hobbit had been published um, more so than the later Lord oh, of the Rings. Yeah, and Silm, when you but, developed the language a little more. These, these are the elves that went North instead of West, right? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome <laughs> that's very cool okay so i am gonna stray from the uh from the book uh realm now and i'm going to go into the purely fun kind of uh tabletopy realm that i am used to um and i want to recommend this one's this is a kind of pricey game uh but it's it's really neat and i'm going to recommend two levels of role-playing games so my next recommendation will be a different level of role-playing game but this one is a board game that is a role-playing game so it's fantasy flights games the lord of the rings journeys and middle earth and Hmm, it's a a board game that you there there is a lot to this game okay (laughs) so so let's just Ah. let me start out there uh first off you you have a dm in the form of an app so you get this free app that you download with it and the app walks you through what's happening and so as you make choices you tell the app what you've chosen or what the way that things are set up and then the app tells a piece of the story and gives you uh, a new a next choice and it and so you make the choice based on kind of the things that you've accrued over the course of the game the setup is pretty intense and the, there's a lot of pieces to it and it takes a lot of space. So if you don't have a big table space, um, I, I don't recommend this one. Don't don't get this. one. But uh, it is really neat. It is a very cool looking game. You get uh, a few mini figs with it and you also get these terrain pieces that you lay out and you kind of tell the story of the journey of the ring. But not directly in not directly the way the story was but the way it could have been so it's kind of like there are you know any of the turns that could have happened what what would have happened at that point so if if say boromir hadn't tried to take the ring uh at the waterfall you know where and the the fellowship hadn't split what would have happened and and that's the kind of storytelling that you can get into in playing this game so it's really neat kind of a, a different take on the Lord of the Rings and and you being a role playing part of it. And and like I said, it's a little pricey, but 
it's a lot of gameplay too. So you're not, you're not going to buy this thing and then plop it down once and be done with it in an hour and never come back to it again. You're, you're, it's going to take you a few hours just to finish it once through. And then you can go back and do it again afterwards. You can solo play it, but it's, it's made for one to five players. So you can have up to five people sitting around the table playing it at the same time. Also. It's a very cool game. I definitely recommend it. it it's quality and looks really cool on the table too. That sounds really cool how it comes with the app and that kind of guides you through it as well. Like if mm-hmm. someone was newer to playing that style of game, that would probably be neat. Right. And that's why I wanted to suggest it because I'm like, my next one's going to be like the, so if you're a role player and you want to get into Tolkien stuff, really seriously, here's. <laughs> but, yeah. I'll Does it give you the option of flying the eagles to Mordor? <laughs> from, uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. We, we never, we've never, I, the time I played, I never ended up at that point. So. It was, it's, uh, I would, I would love to see that because then like, you know, can we just call the Eagles in? Would that have been okay? Would that work? The Eagles just wouldn't answer the call. You know, and then that's the cool thing. It's like you, you, you have to have the right, you, you collect stuff along the way. And if you don't have the right pieces to, to do the thing that you want to do, you, you, you can't, you're just stuck without that option. That option's not available to you. So it's, it's a really neat game. I definitely, uh, give it a look, see if it's something that if you're into board games, I will say that the big pieces are. Setup's kind of expensive. It takes a little while to get it set up properly. And then you're looking at an hour worth of playing, period, the end. You're not getting away with less than an hour worth of play to be able to get through one tale of the story. No, that sounds fun. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's go backwards this time. So, Jeff, you get to start. <laughs> all right. So um, my next one, it's so it's it's all it's kind of similar to uh role-playing a little bit, but there's actually a, a company called Lord of the Maps, which will, you can get a map of your state. Um, you know, I'm, I'm from Texas, so big, definitely proud of my state. So you can get a map in it, in it where it's drawn in a way like the maps of Middle Earth. If you've ever looked at the, looked at the maps that come with the books, it's kind of drawn in that way and, and illustrated in that way, but they do and it, but it has the real life, locations so it's so it's based on your your, the actual state or or there's even countries i think it had i kind of glanced through the options it had australia canada a lot of europe i think even japan maybe uh, was in there um but they're just i don't have one person yet um i think it it would be something cool to look at down the road um because it does look they do look pretty cool and it's a it's a cool decoration piece um but yeah lord of the maps um does them and and I don't know if it'll still be on sale, but I looked today and they, they were having some sales. So if that's something you or a, a Tolkien nerd might be interested in, um, you know, check it out sooner because there, there may be some sales going on, but Lord of the maps is the website and there's other ones out on the internet, Etsy and whatnot, but that is a company. I, and I know someone who got a, got one of their state and was happy with it. So, um, so I'll, I'll shout out my, my friend who, who, uh, I'll, I'll call me call them H, but they they gave us that recommendation. So, um, yeah, Lord of the Maps, and and I think we'll include the links so in the show notes. So for everybody, yeah, I've seen those before. They look really neat. Yeah, yeah, I definitely want to get one myself. I've I've seen them advertised, and they just look stunning. That sounds awesome. All right, Thomas, you're up. Well, I'm I'm glad that Jeff uh, mentioned maps because my next. Uh, my next recommendation is very apropos and it's one of my favorite books ever. And that is the Atlas of middle earth by Karen Fonstad. It is just a spectacular book. Like I love it so much that I, I wore out my old copy and had to get a new one. It, it's just great. Like I, I spent hours as a teenager looking through those maps and it has maps, everything from like the first age. There's like a map of Valinor through like, you know, there's, several detailed maps of Beleriand going through the second age Numenor and there's detailed regional maps of the third age of each region like the Shire, Eriador, Gondor, Rovanian, basically any place in Middle Earth that you've wanted to see in greater detail this map has it and there's some great like if if you're into like geology and stuff she goes into like the geology of how the like how the different geological formations may have been made like and and she references the text like referencing like Tolkien mentioning like 
the colors of certain rocks. And she's like, oh, well, these mountains are obviously granite, you know, and, and stuff like that. And it and goes into like terrain. There's maps of climate. There's maps of the movements of people, you know, different migrations over the years of great plagues that swept over Middle Earth. If, if you're a map geek, this is the book to get. And unlike a lot of other because uh, this book was actually part of a series of fantasy atlases that was, I think, published in the 80s. All the others are out of print except this one. The Middle Earth ones survived. All the other ones are out of print. Yeah. And and are obscenely expensive. But the Middle Earth one is still in print and you can get it on Amazon. And yeah, if 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 you're if if you're into maps or just like a a Tolkien geek like the rest of us, you, you, you need to get the Atlas of Middle Earth. And also just briefly, I wanted to mention another book, which is uh, which I don't have, but is on my list this year. And that's pictures by J.R.R. Tolkien. And it's this nice coffee table book, which is all illustrations that were done by Tolkien himself of scenes from The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings. And as we're recording this in in mid-November, it's actually on Amazon for a really decent price, like under 20. You can get it for under 20 bucks. And it's just a really handsome looking coffee table book. Comes with a slipcase. And it it's just going to look great in any Tolkien aficionado's collection, I think. And if you've never seen his illustrations, uh, definitely go look up some some pictures of them because they are it's it's amazing what a talented artist he is in in a very specific style. I mean, it it it's weird how much it feels like art from his world, and and I say that with the highest compliments because they're they're not beautiful pieces of art they're pieces of art that feel like they came from middle earth and and that is i mean it's 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 for me it's incredibly high praise because it's hard to capture a style so perfectly that if you had to tell me an artist from middle earth drew this that i would like think oh that's what it looks like and then i look at his art i'm like yep that's exactly what i (laughs) there it is right there yeah i I like to think that it almost looks like bilbo may have drawn them right that's the kind of vibe i get well, isn't in isn't in Lord of the Rings uh, in the Hobbit? It's written by well, the Hobbit at least written by Bilbo, and so the art is yeah. is wouldn't it be by Bilbo? So <laughs> the whole red yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, Bilbo's Bilbo's and Frodo's life work right is the and then some Sam at the end too yeah. as he picks up. So yeah, I I think it's um I think it's amazing, and um I you know I've I've been interested in his calligraphy as well too lately because I've I've seen some some clips that have been shared online of him drawing the Tenguar with a, a fountain pen. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, I want that. <laughs> I want to be able to do that. That <laughs> looks so awesome. So yeah, very cool. Caitlin, how about you? So the next thing on my list is something that I actually ordered for myself uh, last week. And I'm super excited about it. It is a, um, it's a keyboard for your computer, but it's all of the caps are Elvish and they also have Dwarvish too. And obviously it has like the standard, um, letters and and symbols and keys as well so you aren't going to be super confused if you you're not going to be lost it ha- it has the elvish kind of on top and then underneath it has all of the the standard you know letters and stuff but it's so pretty it's just it's like such a treat i'm really excited about um getting mine and i feel like it would be a really cool gift for someone who is like more of a techie person someone who maybe works from home is on their computer a lot and you can get it in Elvish or Dwarvish. And they also allow you, so you can buy the keyboard by itself, or you can get just the keycaps, or you can even just get like one or two keycaps because they have some special ones. I think one of them is the one ring and it's on the escape key. Um, <laughs> so that one's kind of funny. Yeah. So they're super cool. You can customize your keyboard. Um, I'm super excited about it. I think it would be really, it's a really unique present for someone. Um, and it's from the company called Drop. It's like, that is so really if you cool. just Google, we'll have the link too, but if you just Google like Lord of the Rings keyboard, it's the first thing that comes up. That's a cool looking keyboard too. Yeah, it's so pretty. That's I'd be really interested cool in the dwarvish one with all those yeah. runes. That is cool. Yeah, I like Elvish more, but I, I like that they have the dwarvish one too for the for the people who are more into dwarves. I might get that for my uh, my time spent playing uh, Dwarf Fortress. 
<laughs> oh boy okay uh <laughs> see i told you these lists were as much for us as they are okay so uh my next one is the uh the more serious for the more serious role player in your life um and this is for a person who's played role-playing games but is also very interested in lord of the rings and wants something that feels a lot more like lord of the rings uh for role-playing uh because dungeons and dragons is great and and i just I'm going to say this, Dungeons and Dragons is fantastic. I have no problem with that. I have no problem with Pathfinder or any of the other kind of games that you play. But they they all feel kind of like they're really geared toward the combat side of things and you can't really live in the world that they're that they're, that you want to build so you don't get to like, you know, explore some of the more like the food and the the walking and the stories and things like that. The stuff that makes Lord of the Rings interesting outside of just the fighting the orcs. And um so this this game is really heavily designed around Tolkien's uh, Middle Earth. So it has elves and part of the build for the elves is that they have this grief to them that everything's dying and they just want to leave. And they have dwarves that are built so that they have this greed to them that when they see things, they get attached to them and have to fight that tendency to want to just stay and and conquer it or own it um and even the humans have this kind of like fleetingness to them like they're they're just here and they're they're only lasting for a little bit of time but they're going to burn out bright and that's kind of the way that they're designed so the game is called the burning wheel and you can get it from uh, burningwheel.com it's my favorite uh rpg if you if you watched or if you've listened to us play it on uh the star wars uh podcast that's that's the game that we were playing just kind of a star wars version of it uh but the original game itself is designed around lord of the rings this is actually probably my, uh i think my cheapest <laughs> pick from this group except for the books themselves uh oh really it, i would yeah, have thought you, it was more expensive no i see here's the thing it's like you buy the core book for about 35 bucks and that's all you need honestly that's that's really hmm. it that's um, not bad and you now I am going to say that you're not going to be handheld. Uh, so like with Dungeons and Dragons, you can go out and buy some uh, core rule books and then also some uh, adventure pads that will if you're a new GM, you can just be guided through. You're going to have to make your own stuff up. That's the, there's no handholding in this one. It's just here's the rules. Go do it. <laughs> and and, uh, and so so that's that's the, the kind of downfall of it. But if you are uh, if you have had any, any previous RPG experience or if the person that you're buying this book for has had any previous RPG experience, it's definitely a treat because it's a really great, very different take on how to play the game. It's a lot more about living in the world than it is just about kind of fighting through uh, the combats that you're going to be set up against. And it's a beautiful book, too. I have to say it looks like a novel. It's got nice, uh, nice pages to it and a really good feel and a beautiful cover. That's always nice when a when a gift is practical and also beautiful. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, definitely. All right. So that's that's mine. My second my third recommendation here. Um, so, Thomas, let's go with you this time. OK, um, you, you can tell uh, uh, except for some stuff at the end, most of mine are books tonight and this is another one of my favorite books but i think it's kind of overlooked by tolkien fans and that is tales from the perilous realm Ooh. and this is a collection of some of tolkien's poetry and shorter fiction and th this hardcover which, which is still available on amazon is beautifully illustrated by alan lee so you've got just some incredible pencil sketches in here and um, except for some of the poetry, which is based around Tom Bombadil, there's actually very little Middle Earth content in this book, but it's really fun to see some of his other fiction. And, and I think that this is great for kids and for young kids and families, because I think a lot of these could be read aloud. They're, they're that kind mm. of fairy tale kind of story. Like one of my favorites is Rover Random which is this story oh, that yeah. Tolkien wrote for one of his sons when he lost his favorite toy dog at the beach. Tolkien just went and wrote an entire story explaining that, no, the dog wasn't lost. He actually went on an adventure to the moon and all of this other crazy stuff. And it's <laughs> it's just amazing. Cool. There's another <laughs> humorous fantasy story called Farmer Giles of Ham, which is about this kind of accident prone farmer who ends up saving the kingdom from a dragon and becoming king 
Like the the people just hail him king, and he's just like, oh, I I guess I'm king now, and all all the problems that come from that. Um, it also includes um, uh, the seminal essay on fairy stories, which is great. Nice. It has the whole thing, and it has one of my favorite Tolkien stories, Leaf by Niggle, which is hmm. kind of a semi autobiographical tale about this little guy called Niggle. He's a painter. He's trying to finish this great painting of a tree, but his neighbors keep interrupting him. And then he has to go on some sort of journey and he thinks he'll never finish the painting. I won't spoil what happens at the end, but I got teared up because it's kind of Tolkien meditating on, will I ever finish this legendarium thing that I'm working on? (laughs) And so there's, there's just a lot of great stuff entails from the perilous realm i mean i I love this book so much that i took the name for my own podcast from it the perilous realm so it's i just love this book and i i really think these stories need to be read by more tolkien fans he wrote other stuff Hmm. outside of the main legendarium thing and they're they're really worth checking out definitely I, i and i think inside of his legendarium some of the best stuff is the poetry and the the songs yeah so yeah very cool my kids i know my kids love it when i'm reading the books because i read the books aloud to them and they they love it when we get to that point where i have to sing something and (laughs) they i'm i don't know how i do it but it's possibly because i just have this fiction so like stuck in my head that i will sing with the same voice every time that i get to a character singing a particular thing and they're like how do you do that dad and i'm like I'm just that good, you know. It's like, yeah, totally. Like, yeah. Your your father is an actor, <laughs> so yeah. But I, but yeah, it's I I love that part of his of his stories. There, it's just amazing. All right, let's go, Jeff. You're up next. Sure. So I have kind of two that go together. Um, so I'll just kind of do them together. But um, you know, we've talked about the books and we recommended or we said there's a there's a very nice new version of Lord of the Rings out there. But if maybe audible or or audiobooks are more your thing, um and I've again I've not I've not heard these myself, but Andy Circus has semi recently narrated uh, Lord of the Rings and he did the Hobbit and he is doing the Silmarillion I read recently. Oh so um that's crazy. You know, can't for those it. yeah for those who don't know Andy Circus was Gollum in um uh, in Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit and um just a fantastic actor who recently showed up in another uh popular property um no spoilers if you haven't watched it but you'll if you know you know but um so i that that is something that i would be i don't i don't audiobook too much i do sometimes but that's one i'm considering looking into uh checking out just because um you know he's a great actor and just hearing his take on that would be really cool um and along with with the audiobooks just I'm I'm just going to recommend the films as well, the Jackson films, because as I've said before, I'm I've read I've seen the films more than I've read the books, um, just because the books or the movies came out when I was in early high school, getting or early mid high school. So and it was like a big thing with all me and my all my friends going to see him and like reading, you know, quoting them at each other all the time. And <laughs> so just I just I love the films and especially the extended editions. Honestly, I couldn't tell you what. Just because I've seen the extended edition so much more, I couldn't tell you what's not in them anymore uh, compared to the original. <laughs> oh, extended uh, edition or nothing is what exactly. I yeah. It's like, yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, so just I love the films and it, I and I try to watch them about once a year. I don't always get to that um, just because and usually I have to do it over several days. But um, so definitely if you've never seen the films and now and I think they're I want to say they're streaming on HBO Max. Um, at least in the U S I think both regular and extended. And I, I think they might, the regulars might be on Amazon. I'm not sure. Um, but I just, think I they love, are, I think they're on prime. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I love the films. So, um, and then to a lesser extent, the Hobbit movies, uh, at least the, the first one, um, is, is pretty good and enjoyable. They kind of are hit or miss after that. I still, I still enjoy them, but definitely, uh, you know, they, they strayed a little bit further, uh, <laughs> away from Tolkien. Um, 
There's, there's a fan edit. There. There's a fan <laughs> edit that brought them oh, back really? into. Yeah, it's a four-hour-long oh, really? fan edit that does the okay. Hobbit. It's good. It's it's. Okay. I mean, it's it's choppy because you know obviously they didn't have <laughs> yeah. the, the ability to you know cut the music together and everything, but it it's good. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So just I just recommending the films. Um, I have. I think I've purchased the extended editions of at least Lord of the Rings at least twice because <laughs> my I think my DVDs got scratched up too much. But and even I I don't know that I ever made it all the way through all of the. Um, behind the scenes content, but just because back when those were coming out, it was like nothing like this had ever been done for a film. Uh, like a you know essentially a ten hour, uh, nine to ten hour movie epic, and all and as and they did it so much real, so much real stuff instead mm-hmm. of just all CG and um just all the behind the scenes, all the you know talk hearing the actors talk about it, it was very cool. So yeah, I just recommend the films whether you you know if you purchase them digitally or you know if you go old school and get the dvs the extended editions are highly recommended so yeah i can i can vouch for the andy circus um readings of uh at least the hobbit we 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 did the hobbit uh we do audiobooks in the car so as we're driving around places and we checked out uh andy circus's hobbit and it is fantastic he's he's such a phenomenal voice actor i and, like his hobbit yeah it's good yeah it's and and it's good. He really catches the the mood of what's going on too in a very in a very good way. Um, so yeah, I doubly recommend uh, Andy Circus. That's a good good suggestion. All right, Caitlin, how about you? So my next um, next item on my list is a company called Shire Pipes, and they make we know we know Tolkien loved smoking a good bit of pipe tobacco. Obviously, this is a present for adults who are responsible and make good choices. And, um, but we know that Tolkien loved a good bit of pipe tobacco. And so there's this company called Shire pipes and they make these officially licensed tobacco pipes that are all inspired by Lord of the Rings characters. So they have like, you know, the really long church warden style Gandalf pipe. They have one like that and they all have really cool etching on the sides, like wood, wood burn etching, um, they've got a Hobbiton one that's a little bit smaller, and then they have an Aragorn pipe, and they're all just super cool. So if you have someone in your life who likes a a good pipe occasionally, um, this is a really cool idea. That's really cool. Those are good looking pipes too. They're yeah. they're really pretty. I have a couple of them, and they're they're super nice. Yeah, I mean, they'd be great show pieces, even if you didn't smoke and you just wanted something to put in front of your awesome copy of lord of the rings <laughs> yeah like put up on the bookshelf yeah or for cosplay purposes mm-hmm. you yes. know like doing gandalf yeah. or something yeah but then you yeah, got to nail really the cool. smoke ship going <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> go big yeah, or that, go home that can be done in cosplay i can, I can <laughs> figure out how to make that one work <laughs> somehow <laughs> okay so uh my last one is probably my this this is the most life changing uh, recommendation that I'm going to make, and um, it's not the most expensive out of the group, sort of. But it's one of those that it's going to make an addiction, and so I just want to <laughs> forewarn people that this is the kind of thing that is going to happen. Um, there is a Middle Earth uh, themed uh, tabletop war game that Games Workshop uh, produces. Now, Games Workshop, if you know anything about tabletop war games, they do the Warhammer franchise, uh, so Warhammer 40K and the Age of Sigmar. Uh, But they have a Middle-earth-themed variant on uh, tabletop war gaming rules. You pick your army. uh, You pick if you're going to be Rohan, if you're going to be the... if you're going to be Isengard, if you're going to be the, you know, uh, the Gondorum. You you, you pick which army you're going to be. You get a group of unpainted, unfinished miniatures that you glue together, paint to your specifications, whether it be, you know, movie accurate or book accurate or whatever you want to make up. And then there's a set of rules that you can go to your local um, hobby shop and play against other people. And it's pretty widespread. So you, you will probably be able to find someone that plays. Uh, they have some really good entry sets, so it's like a, an entry army. But I, I do have to preface this by saying, like, when you look at the price, you're going to see these nicely painted figures and the price is, you know, it's like $80 for this army. But what you're getting is not that nicely painted set of figures. You're getting a set of unfinished figures that whoever you're getting it for is going to have to glue and, and 
glue together and paint and all that kind of stuff. So if it's not the kind of person that likes that thing, be aware. (laughs) (laughs) Um, There are those of us and I'm, I'm building my children very much in this vein too, that do enjoy doing that very much that love building the miniatures and painting the miniatures and putting them on the table to play with them. So, uh, you know think about the person that you're getting it for but this is a really cool it is a very very neat hobby to be into um and especially when you you tie it to lord of the rings because you're you've got you can have these epic battles that are reproducing uh you know scenes from movies or that are telling totally new stories uh from that uh, from that legendarian uh highly recommend it's called middle earth uh that's just what they call it the middle earth uh I don't even know what the whole name of it is. It's just Games Workshop's Middle Earth Armies. <laughs> and, uh, so nice. I'll have a link in the show notes that kind of takes you to the start here page for it. All right, let's go around this way. Caitlin, you start off this time. Sure. So my next one on my list is a company called OSHA Slings. And while they do make a they have a whole collection of Middle Earth baby carriers. So if you have someone in your life who's a Tolkien nerd and has a baby, Um, This is super great, but they have more than just baby stuff. So this is really for everyone because they also have stuff like throw blankets, mugs, scarves, and bags. And all of this stuff is, I believe all of it is handmade. Um, It might just be the the slings and the baby carriers are handmade, but it's all made in Scotland, I believe. And Mm. their quality is super good. Um, The baby slings are amazing. I had wanted one since my I had my very first daughter and she's nine now and I finally got one for this baby. And so like they're so pretty. They're so um, they're just very sturdy, good quality baby slings. But they're um, kind of like lifestyle lifestyle items are also really cool for a token nerd. Very cool. That's neat. All right, Thomas. Yeah. OK, so next next I want to spotlight a company. Uh, whose items are on my list this year, and that is Mythology Candles. And they have a whole... Now, they, they produce a lot of candles that are based on fantasy and folklore. Oh, you, <laughs> Caitlin has yeah. one. Which one I is have it? One. I, I, I have the... I actually have a whole set of them. I don't have oh, it with okay. me, I have the halflings and it nice. smells so good right. I wish yeah. you could smell it through the computer. It smells amazing. <laughs> There's really a cool. whole fellowship line of candles so there's like the halflings the dwarf the wizard the elf the ranger so they and they even have ones based on regions and areas in middle earth and i i just want to read some of these descriptions the the two candles i'm interested in are both gondor themed i i guess because i just like gondor but um one is from the fellowship set it's called the warrior it's supposed to be based off of boromir and it says Mood, a courageous final battle beneath the shadow of the trees. Strength, honor, and determination. Smells like earthy moss entwined in teakwood, warm sandalwood with a breath of lime zest. I'm actually interested in that lime zest part. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And then uh, there's a regional one called the White City, which is obviously based off of Minas Tirith. It says, Mood, trees upon a field of midnight blue. Stars circle a fair white tree. The flag flutters above the high seat of kings of old stand guard over their cherished city. Smells like fresh air over high stone walls and spiced with white birch. These candles sound awesome. So I I definitely want to get (laughs) my hands on them. You know, like that's definitely like. I've I've never really done those kind of like scented candles before, but they just sound great. So I, I want to get a couple of those and I, I've seen them advertised around. Hey, uh, Caitlin, have you in, enjoyed the ones that you've had? Yeah, I really like this halfling one. And they also have one called the Shadowlands that's like based off of Mordor. And I've been on a big Mordor and like Sauron kick after Rings of Power. <laughs> um, so I was like, I want to try this one. This is my next next one on my list. Awesome. Man, I'm gonna have to yeah. check those out. My wife is really big. We we um we just burn them on the uh on the stove. So like after we get done cleaning in the morning, you just put one on the stove, light it, and then just leave it there for most of the day, and it smells great. And then just blow it out when you're ready to start cooking dinner. Oh, done. cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. These ones have a really nice strong scent, so it's not like the kind of candle that you can't actually smell. Like these are these are good candles. Nice. That's cool. 
Awesome. Cool. Very neat. All right, Jeff, you're up. All right. So um, my last one is circling back to um, food and drink themed. Um, since uh, and it's a it, so it, I, as far as I could tell, there is not an official recipe book based on Tolkien, based on uh, my Google searching. But the one I found that seemed to be pretty well reviewed. Um, <clears throat> again, I don't have it myself, but it definitely is something I would be interested in. Is the um, the specific name of it is recipes from the world of Tolkien inspired by the legends. Um, and it's a cookbook and it has some food and drink uh, recipes in it, but it has uh, just, I was just kind of searching through what I could find on, on the internet, but it has um, Barlamin Butterman's uh, or sorry, Barlamin Butterbur's blackberry pie as a recipe. Um, nice. It has uh, mold wines of Moria um it had a bilbo seed cake it has uh looks like they have a limbus uh recipe so just and it and it looks like it has some some kind of tolkien themed artwork in it as well so it um again i don't have it but it looks like it could be a pretty cool um you know not only good recipes but also good you know some good artwork to kind of get you in the mood and um uh, in in that mindset so maybe for the next season you could you know uh bake something or make something to go with your with the next uh, season of rings of powers does that one have a black cover That's... this one is um <clears throat> it's a green cover oh okay. from what i could see on the from amazon's um yeah it's it's like a green kind of like foliage border and it just yeah recipes from the world of tolkien but there's oh, a nice. there are a couple out there so i'm sure any of yeah any of the kind i of tolkien... saw that there was a uh, one tolkien cookbook at costco right now someone was telling oh. me about it so if you i don't have costco here but if you yeah. guys have a costco where you live you might be able to find one there yeah so yeah just i'm all for food and drink so make and making merry so <laughs> make something good Hobbit drink something spirit. good exactly yeah. <laughs> exactly yeah, i was looking on etsy for some ideas this time around too and they had like a a potatoes uh <laughs> shirt and i was like that's, that's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> just said, potatoes, mash them. Boil them, mash them, stick them in a stew. Boil them, mash them, stick them in a stew. It was great. Uh, What's taters? We call, with my kids, we call potatoes taters. So every time we're having potatoes, I'm like, <laughs> they're like, what is this, taters? And I just I just imagine that scene that's in my head from that, <laughs> yep. from the film. Potatoes. Oh man. Okay. Um, all right. Lightning round. Uh, so my, I think my last pick up there, if, if you have a kid that's into, uh, kind of, uh, knickknacks and stuff, Funko pops are really popular. Uh, they're these little bobblehead dolls. So it's like a tiny body, big head. And the, the head kind of bobs up and down. Uh, there is a Sauron Funko pop that is very cool it is adorable and hilarious and definitely I something that. i want on my desk um so it's the 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 dark lord in tiny form with the gigantic head uh, so that's my my last I'm recommendation ordering that right now <laughs> definitely it's it's very cute it really is all right uh, so anybody else others that that we haven't gotten over yet yeah i wanted to spotlight this great piece of art by an artist named uh, Jake Bartok. I follow him on Twitter. I believe he's from Australia, but he has this amazing. Now, my other great love is Star Wars. Besides Middle Earth, I love Star Wars. And he's done this amazing mashup of Star Wars with the Peter Jackson Lord of the Rings films. And it's a painting called The Lord of the Stars. And it has all the characters done up as in Star Wars regalia. So you have Aragorn with a lightsaber. All, <laughs> all, all the elves are either, I think they're Pantorans or, or Chiss aliens. Yeah, Chiss. And, yeah, yeah, because of the blue. Yeah, because yeah. of the blue, yeah. And it, it, it's just great. You know, Boromir has a lightsaber. The halflings are all Ewoks. Oh, no, that's so cute. <laughs> it's, it's cute. <laughs> it's, it's really great. And the, the orcs and stuff are battle droids. Which is really cool. Oh, and and, uh, because Christopher Lee played both these characters, you have Saruman wielding Count Dooku's lightsaber. That's awesome. That's beautiful. It's really, really cool. It's a good touch. 
Yeah, I, I want this painting. I, I have a, a couple of his other pieces of art, um, including uh, one which is Obi-Wan done up in a kind of Middle Earth style. He's like a medieval knight. But nice. uh, yeah, Jake Bartok just does fantastic art of Star Wars, Star Trek, Middle Earth. Like, seriously, you, you can check out his whole selection. We'll have the link in the show notes. But I definitely want his Lord of the Stars painting because it just it combines my two favorite fictional things i'm like i need this on my wall right now <laughs> and this is really cool that's awesome that is- anything else for you caitlin yeah um my very last one is there's this company called shire post mint and they it's it's really unique they make all kinds of different little coins like collectible coins and they have a whole line of middle earth coins um and they also make jewelry too. So they're just like little little coins. Um, they've got some with the tre- the two trees of Valinor on them. They've got some elvish looking ones, some dwarvish looking ones. Um, just really unique if you if you have someone who's really into Tolkien who likes collecting things. Uh, this is a great place to look. Very cool. All right. I just had one more thing, and okay, that is it. the. The new uh, Fall of Numenor book, which just came mm. out as of our recording. So and this is this is especially cool for anyone who's just seen, uh, you know, the Rings of Power and is like, well, I, I really want to know what Tolkien's actual Second Age was like. This book is going to be really convenient because it's collected, I think, pretty much all his Second Age material into one volume. And it's it, it's illustrated again by by Alan Lee. And he I've seen pictures of some of the paintings inside. They look beautiful. And it's and it's it's all done. This is very interesting in chronological order based on Tolkien's The Tale of Years. So for each event, there's like a corresponding year. And it just takes you through the whole Second Age story. And that's that's definitely on my list for this year, because as of now, the Second Age material is kind of scattered around. I mean, some mm-hmm. of it's in the Silmarillion, some of it's in the Unfinished Tales. It's all over history of Middle Earth. But this is just like if if someone asks you, you know, where can I read more about the Second Age? Now you have just one volume that you can recommend to them instead of like five or six volumes. <laughs> maybe over here. Maybe I'm super here. excited for that. I pre-ordered mine, but it won't be here till the end of the week or something. Um, Oof. That's terrible. That's rough. It's it's hard waiting for that kind of stuff. Everyone else already has it. It came out on the tenth in in England, but it, for some we get it later here. It's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> and the cover is awesome. It's the downfall of Numenor, and apparently, if you look really close on the cover, there's a tiny Sauron shaking his fist as the great wave at the <laughs> as the great wave comes to envelop the city. Now, does That's it look amazing. like uh, the Halbrand actor? Oh, yeah. Can you imagine? <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> they had to let it out after the season just to make sure that it didn't. Yeah. <laughs> we know it's him in, this, in the armor. In, in the armor. <laughs> All right. Okay, so I, I think that's it from us um as as we're closing up we'd like to take a moment to thank our patrons who make it possible for us to create the secrets of middle earth including megan s neil p Rhonda m meg p and devin t uh, their generous donations at sqpn.com slash give make it possible for us to continue the secrets of middle earth and all the shows here at starquest you can join them at sqpn.com slash give you know we missed something and we know you know we missed something so we want to hear from you because <laughs> we can't possibly cover everything and there is so much amazing stuff that i would love to hear more about it so if you have a gift recommendation or a favorite thing that you have that is tolkienalia uh please let us know uh sqpn.com slash middle earth or you can go to our facebook page or on twitter or you can send us an email at middle earth at sqpn.com we seem to be getting a lot of comments on this one uh, on this show from YouTube, too. So if you just want to comment in the YouTube channel uh, below the uh, below the show, uh, that's that's great, too. We're getting all that information into us. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, you can also join us at our StarQuest Discord server at sqpn.com slash discord. Lots of fun discussions going on over there. And um, 
we're interacting as, as much as we can with everybody who's on there also. So that's uh, that's all the gifts from us, but we'd love to hear from you. Uh, we will be back in January. We're going to start the year off with a very contentious discussion about who exactly is Tom Bombadil. And um, this one is uh, yes. a topic so courtesy excited. of Thomas Salerno. <laughs> so, Can't this wait. is going to be great. <laughs> Uh, if you don't know who Tom Amadil is because you've only seen the movies, then um, I definitely recommend that you read the books and find out why this is a contentious issue. Uh, but it is a contentious issue also because he was left very obviously out of the movies. And there are many of us who are very upset about that, even though he makes absolutely no sense. And we'll definitely get into that for sure. Um, <laughs> so uh, until then, uh, Jeff Hunger, thank you for joining me uh, in sharing the secrets of Middle Earth. Thank you, Thomas. Thomas Salerno, thank you for joining me as well. Thanks so much. And finally, Caitlin Fashista, thank you very much. Thank you. And once again, I'm Thomas Enderhope. Thank you for listening to The Secrets of Middle-Earth on StarQuest. Hi, everyone. This is Dom Bettinelli, CEO of StarQuest, with a special message as we approach the Christmas season. This past year, the StarQuest Network has continued to expand our mission of exploring the intersection of faith and pop culture through our many entertaining and informative programs. Now we need your generous financial support to reach new audiences with more of the life-changing and uplifting programming we've been creating for more than a decade. That's why it's very important that we hear from you this Advent and Christmas, the time when nonprofits receive most of their support for the year. If you are already a supporter of StarQuest, we thank you and ask you to prayerfully consider increasing your support at this time. If you're not yet a supporter, please become one now. Every gift counts. Could you give $15 or even just $10 per month? Whatever level of support you can offer, please show your support for SQPN this Christmas. And remember that your gifts may be tax deductible. Just go to sqpn.com slash give. That's sqpn.com slash give. May God bless you this Advent, and may you have a blessed Christmas season.